Miller, and Condon. Ken Miller. Oh, Trent Condon. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Miller and Condon on a Friday. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. As KXNO gets back to local programming here right through the afternoon drive, the drive with Heather and Sean from 3 until 6. Of course, Murph and Andy, 1 to 3. And Trent and I take you up until 1 o'clock, and we appreciate you uh, spending some of that time here with us. BMW of Des Moines guest list shapes up like this. Going to talk to Randy Wehofer from the Iowa Cubs. This is a really good baseball team uh, that is uh, playing in downtown Des Moines. They can pitch. They sure as heck can hit. Uh, and they've got some dudes that uh, may be here uh, briefly. Uh, I'm headed back up. Suzuki's already gone. Uh, will Hendricks be the next one to make his way to Des Moines? So Randy Wehofer on the Iowa Cubs, a weekend series. Uh, but this, as I mentioned, is a really legitimate AAA team. Uh, that's coming up at 1020. 1035. Brent Bloom from the Weed Will. Yeah, I keep saying 10. I, I, I sent you a it's text. It's only been months. Week. Yeah, it's true. We're, we're right? like at a half a year now. Yeah. Is that when we switched? You'll get there. Eventually. Uh, at uh, 11.20, Randy Wehofer. <laughs> at 11.35, Brent Bloom from the We Will Collective. Uh, a lot of NIL. Um, it's, it's, it's everywhere. You can't avoid it. And uh, we will talk to Brent Bloom about the NIL, what they're doing, uh, etc. Uh, there's uh, legislators now getting involved. And that's kind of where I draw the line as far as clicking on a link. I don't want to re- deal with it. Uh, so we'll let Brent Bloom t- tell us about what's going on uh, in the world of NIL from the We Will Collective. Look forward to talking to Bloomy at 1135. 12.05, off to Vegas. Mike Palm, VP of Operations at Circus Sports. Boy, have we got a uh, an opportunity for you. We'll get to that here coming up momentarily. Uh, when it comes to Circa and your ability to, if you're so inclined, to um, to join us. We'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, and then uh, Tom Cakert on Iowa. They uh, had their men's basketball awards banquet last night. Um, Fran McCaffrey was... He didn't hold back when it comes to the NIL and um, what's going on in college sports. Not that he's against it by any means. He just um, you know, told the truth. You know, you feel bad for these mid-majors who are getting recruited <laughs> as the year goes on. I think it was Bloom last week when, uh, when I sat in with, with Heather. Uh, um, we had him on, and he was talking about... Oh, like a Western Kentucky. Uh, guys are going, are, are leaving you know, programs like that to walk on into Alabama, mm-hmm. and they're getting more money. Wow! Um, because they, you know, they just have to have that farm system, if you will. Uh, so that's uh, we'll talk to Bloom about those things. So, anyways, that's the BMW of Des Moines guest list. Oh, by the way, at the very end of the show, we will give you an opportunity to win some barbecue from Claxons, thirty-one thirty-one Eighth Street Southwest in Altoona. Well, I want to start with your Minnesota Twins. Oh, that was fun and last night. The if he's not there yet, the potential for Joe Ryan to be at one point, maybe not the one, maybe mm-hmm. he certainly looks like. I mean, he struck out ten Yankees. He did. <laughs> that goes a long way in my book. Uh, he was fantastic last night, but uh, but it was more than just him, you know, twirling a gem on the Yankee Stadium mound as he did. Uh, it was the offense, Trent. My good God. Well, you know what it's like as a Twins fan when the Yankees are in the other dugout. It doesn't end well. This was uh, this was eye opening. I know it's one game, but still. 
They uh, And the bats have been the problem with this team. It has not been the pitching. It has been about the bats, and they're still banged up. Correa Jeez. finally came back after sitting out a couple of games with the uh, back spasms yep. that he was dealing with. Yep. You have Michael A. Taylor hitting a couple of home runs. Mm-hmm. Not exactly what you think of out of him. That's for sure. But Tell me about your second baseman. So Eddie Julian is one of their top prospects. He was number four, I think, in the oh, was he? MLB rankings coming into the season. This is a guy that's been ballyhooed for the last couple of years. Uh-huh. Um, You're missing a key aspect. What's that? A fine Canadian lad. <laughs> Okay, and he's Canadian on top of it. Yeah, but I remember reading a story about him this spring. Okay, and they were talking to Correa, and you know Carlos Correa. I understand he is a vilified figure for a lot of people because of his yeah, days in Houston yep, yep, yep. And, and the yep. cheating scandal. And the Bluebirds were out again last night at Yankee Stadium. Mm-hmm. Though they're a little quieter as the game progressed. <laughs> yeah, but that's just like I understand it. Mm-hmm. But listening to that guy, he loves baseball. He. About as much as any player I've ever heard will sit there and not just talk about the game. He'll get into the nerd start. He'll talk about stats. He'll talk about you know WPIP and, and all kinds of just all kinds of crazy numbers that are deep analytical numbers because he loves the game and he wants to understand the why. And he was talking about Julian, and he said, I've "Seen a lot of young kids. I have not seen a young kid at this stage that can handle a bat like really, him. yeah, a very." High praise from... And this is his first go. Did he dip his toe in the waters nope. in September last year? He this didn't, is did it. he? Yeah, first career that? hit. Came to lead things off with a big double. Then he follows it up with a homer later in the inning. <sighs> he can swing the bat. Now, many people don't think that even at second base, I mean, he's not a guy probably defensively that'll stick there okay. long term. Where will he... Will you know, first base, uh-huh. corner outfield, something like yeah. that. But the swing is real. Wow. And he has hit at every level. And to come up and do that... Yankee Stadium and get your first hit, your first home run in your first game at Yankee Stadium. Pretty impressive there. This young man that they've been excited about, and they need the offense right now. Buxton went back out there. That was great to see Mm -hmm. when, middle of the afternoon yesterday, when I saw the lineup coming home. Buxton's in there after the collision the day before, and he's right back out there. That's usually four to six weeks. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Maybe they're doing something right here, just having DH keep the wear off of him, Uh play him in center field, but it was a fun one. That was so many. It's just one game. Yeah, but it. it's, but it's pent up, right? I mean, yes. it's been a lot of a lot of years just getting embarrassed by that squad. A lot of it. And not the only team, but no. they, they've certainly had the twins numbers. Level, it is. It's been a different level. Uh, yeah, good start for the twins. All right, um, let's move on from baseball. I don't think there was anything ba- other baseball related I wanted to talk to. Uh, Cardinals lose again. Yeah, well, it's the starting pitching, right? It's 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 the pitching with that team. And Montgomery was okay, but they couldn't get going offensively, and we finally see Walker go without a hit. Well, he was due. In, he, where, um, in Colorado straight. on Wednesday, getaway day, he finally got one in the ninth inning yes. to keep it, keep it going. How about that, though? First no, time in your career without a hit? Absolutely. 12 games in? Absolutely. That's not too shabby. No, it's really good. Uh, of course, Tampa Bay is still unbeaten. They'll head to Toronto here for a three-game set. That's going to be part of the Claxons as to who will win that series. Uh, high school football schedule came out. Yes. Give me a highlight or two. Uh, week one, we get Ankeny versus Ankeny again. Centennial versus the Hawks. So that'll kick Is that seemingly off. becoming a permanent it landing feels spot? That way. It yeah. does, right? We have seen the last couple of seasons, the last two seasons, the Valley Dowling game move towards the end of the season, week six, week seven, something like that. It's back towards the beginning of the year, uh, back in week two this year. Which do you, where really do you like. like it best? I like it there. I like it early. It just mm-hmm. feels like that jump start to the season. But we, doesn't the back of the schedule need some of those 
jump starts those marquee games? Yeah, it does. Um, I think you can find enough of the, enough of them though over the course okay. of the season that I don't know. It almost it kind of got lost. It did it. Yeah. It's a regular season uh-huh. game, and playoffs are right around the corner. Mm-hmm. Both teams are going to be in the playoffs. Right. Pretty good chance they're going to see each other in the next right. few weeks again. And because of that, I like it in the early season. We've seen a ton of upsets that have happened in that early season game also. So yep. I I like it at that spot. I think that's going to be really fun. And week two is kind of rivalry week because we've got that matchup. we got the Battle of Waukee. Remember mm. their, their first year, they did not play against each other. That was a crime. Yeah, and now they're back on the schedule again, so we'll get to see Waukee against Northwest. That'll be fun there. Uh, Southeast Polk, I think, maybe has Ankeny that week, so a lot of good matchups. Oh, that's good, too. Yeah. yeah, a lot of good matchups that'll be happening early on uh, in Week 2. So I've already came out with tentative <laughs> 1.0. For the high school football So you're going to be back on the bull again this uh, this season? That is the plan, yeah. Yep. 96.9 is where you'll be able to catch the play-by-play. Joe Stacy and company will be here mm-hmm. with football Friday nights. I heard that is a fait accompli. That's a done deal. Love that. Yep. Uh, uh, April is here, but we're already yeah. roaring for August, right? Right. And getting started. <laughs> Week 1, August 25th this year is when really? we will be. And that's when we'll get started. The championship will conclude November 17th. Is when the Seems early this year. A touch early, yeah. yeah, just the way the calendar fell. So a little bit earlier this year, like the jump start of things. And so does that mean Thanksgiving probably falls earlier than it normally would? I mean, that would been, be, that's what the normal schedule is, yeah. It's tw- the, 28th, 29th over the last few years. Let me, let me fast forward to November on my calendar here. All right. Uh, we are going November 23rd Thanksgiving. Early so a little earlier, a little bit earlier. Uh, good stuff. Uh, how about some of the city schools? Any early, early season matchups? Are they going to play each other? They will, yeah. And, you know, the difference now is we've seen Hoover drop down. Yep. So that certainly has changed things a little bit of what they are. Uh, Roosevelt, you know, they've been really solid. Haven't been able yeah, to have. quite get to that next level. But they've been really solid there. Uh, they open things up against Lincoln. They get... Plenty of good matchups due to the Rough Riders this year. Uh, East against Roosevelt will be the conclusion of the regular season for that one. But Hoover down in 4A now. Des Moines North down in 4A. Uh, changing things up a little bit there. And maybe an opportunity for those teams to compete at a touch I higher love level. It. Absolutely. How cool would it be to see a North and Hoover get into the football Without playoffs? a doubt, I'd love to see it. Yeah. Instead of hope you find a way to win a game. Right. right? One of you is going to win a game because you play each other. And we saw North last year won a bunch of games. They did. Didn't obviously have the strength of schedule to get in mm-hmm. and the possibility that that could change going forward for them. So, yeah, a lot of fun kind of bouncing around here. It's early. I have not started my prep work at all of what, of what we're doing. Kind <laughs> you of haven't started baseball yet. <laughs> I know, yeah. We're still a month, over a month away from the start of baseball season. But raring to go, and uh, we'll have a full slate of games for you on the Bull this season and football Friday nights here on KXNO. Good stuff. All right, so we, uh, well, we uh, Trent, yesterday, uh, dotted the I's and crossed the T's as far as our, our venture to Las Vegas, where we'd love to have you come along. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have got a pretty sweet deal, we think, that we've been able to go negotiate with our friends at Circa. So the dates of this little jaunt west are Sunday, May 7th, through Wednesday, May 10th. You don't have to stay all that time. You, no. you can you can go Saturday if you want. And if you and, want to go early for that is Derby Day. If you want to go early and experience the Derby in Vegas, yep. absolutely. But we do have promo rates starting on Sunday right. through Wednesday. And not uh, 10% off. No. 30% off your room. That's really good. 30% you can't off ask your room. for much more than that. And to get people to hop aboard right more, we got a little something extra. So the promo code will go live. It's KXNO. Very simple, KXNO. So once you get to your checkout, you're, you're, you're putting your room chart, your information in, your credit card, 
There's a promo code box, and you not you type KXNO. KXNO. Pretty simple. Be good to go. You'll be all good there. In fact, let me uh, check right now. I'm seeing if it. Yeah, they, we didn't lock in a rate because the further you, the closer you get to that, the, the more you're going to pay for your yeah. room, thirty percent off or not. Uh, and right now, if you stay the seventh through the tenth, check out on Wednesday the tenth. Your room rate averages right now one seventy five. We're gonna get thirty percent off of that. That's that's really good at Circa. Yeah, a high end yes resort. It is, and not just that. We're gonna have a lot of fun. So we have things set up. When you check in and you use that uh, promo code KXNO at Circa, you're going to get a placard when you check in. It'll be like a press like credential. kind of a credential, right? Yeah, and that's going to get you access to. We're going to have booths at the biggest sports book in the world. Yep. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday evening. Monday and Tuesday, we got Cubs cards going on. NBA playoffs, NBA. NHL playoffs, full slate of baseball, dot, dot, dot. And we will have a maybe two private booths there for that where we can all hang out, have some beers, see if we can get Ken to crack one open a little bit early maybe. Not going to happen? Well, 6.30 out there, yeah, right? right. Okay, that, that's there. how it yep. counts. Okay, yep. we'll, we'll make that happen. On Monday, we are going to do our show from Stadium Swim from one of the cabanas. You can hang out at the cabana. So you can be a VIP with us. And the cabanas are really sweet. They're awesome. Got right. a fridge in them. They've yes. got, uh, it, it's really nice. Really so nice. You'll have the opportunity to do that. Hang out with us Monday as we'll have the cabana, not just during our show, but all, all day. throughout the day. All day. We'll have the cabana. We'll hang out and have some fun. And, well, I'll be drinking some cocktails, Ken. <laughs> yep. We'll be quite there at that point. We'll have a good time doing that. Also talking about maybe doing an event one of the evenings at Legacy Club. That is uh, at the top. On the 60th floor. Incredible views it of the is. city. Really, really get cool off place. the elevator, and the first thing you're going to see, well, you're going to see some pictures of some of the pioneers of Las Vegas that built Las Vegas. But you take about, I don't know, four or five steps to your left when you get off the elevator, and there's a, a display case. And inside that display case is a million, what at the time was a million dollars in gold bars, real gold bars. And it's got the up to the second of what that million dollars is now worth in those it's pretty cool it, it's really cool. i mean i'd never seen a million dollars no in gold cash whatever anything uh but yeah that that gets your attention once you get off the elevator and then as you said trent you see the views it's pretty special so again this is get out there on your own get home on your own there's no airfare no if you want to come to circa we've been harping about this preaching about this place, praising this place uh, for months. If you want to do Circa with Miller and Condon, now's your chance. It, it is. It's not the weekend. Um, it's Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and you don't have to stay. You can come Monday night. You can come Monday, go home on Wednesday, whenever you want. The code is in place. But we have been guaranteed at least 10 of you, mm-hmm. ten, the first 10 to book, are going to – and they, they flat out said, look, we hope to get all of you people – Views of stadium swim from your room, so you can sit up. You can open the blinds in your room, and you've seen the pictures. Everybody oh, that goes there, yes, <laughs> that has a view of stadium swim and has a Twitter account, they post them. The first ten of you will be guaranteed to have one of the stadium swim views. Again, this may end up you all get in, uh, but for the time being, uh, because of other blocks that they have to reserve, they've uh, we've been able to cordon off uh, 10 of them. So it's going to be a blast. It's going to be fun. We're going to have a good time. We are. We always have a good time in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Uh, the people there will have an opportunity. Mike Palm will certainly hang out with us uh, yeah. up at the booth and watching games and betting, and he can pick his mind. Jeff Benson, who is the operator, the head operator of the sports book. And as uh, good on social media as yes. anyone I've ever found. If I had a company, I would hire him. Yes, to, to run things. Yep. And he will explain you know, to you 
why Circa does it different, why they cater to yeah. the sports better and what they do there. Plus, you get to hang out at the biggest sports book in the world. Mm-hmm. Stadium Swim is a sight to behold. If you're ever looking for an opportunity, you're not going to find a better time and a better rate it's just than it. what we're doing right now. So 30% off the uh, promo code KXNO. It'll be available a little bit later today. They assure me it'll happen sometime today. Right now, it's not up yet, but it will be here pretty soon. Remember, it's also 9 o'clock. They're probably just getting right. to the office at this point. So we'll have that up, though. You can check in. Get your own flight. Get out there. Yep. I, I just looked. Uh, you can get out there for 200 bucks right now. Can you really? It's 200 bucks. Uh, flying, leaving Sunday on Allegiant, coming home on Wednesday on United. Exactly $200. That's, uh, that's really cheap. Yeah. Uh, again, May 7th is Sunday through the 10th. Uh, the rooms will be, uh, the, the discount code will be operative through the 10th. So if you want to stay the 11th, uh, your 30% will not uh, will not um, carry over. All right, Randy Wayhofer is coming up again May 7th through the 10th. Um, Mike Palm coming up. I, I will pick his brain. Mountain West Conference is having their football media days out there. That's brilliant. Good for the Mountain West. That is a tremendous move. You know, they get overshadowed, right? They get overshadowed by the Power Five conferences and some of the national media they pick and choose. I will guarantee you that there will be more people attending Mountain West football media days than maybe ever before and doing so for one reason one reason only that's because well it's being hosted uh, at circa all right uh randy wayho for momentarily we're going to talk about those iowa cubs boy they are off to a start this is a talented ball club they put up 14 uh yesterday in a win uh nine on tuesday in a win omaha is in town tonight tomorrow and sunday before the team hits the road they're not back until uh, I believe, is that the day after Memorial Day that they... No, it's not. It's only April. Uh, but they're back the 25th of April. But they're home this weekend. And Randy Wayhofer from the uh, Iowa Cubs, he joins us. Randy, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on. I uh, want to pick your brain about a couple of things, Suzuki, etc. But I want to start with the ball club overall. Uh, I mean, Sam uh, kind of hinted at it. You said the same when uh, we had you on earlier. Expectations that this was going to be one of the better Iowa Cubs teams that have uh, uh, played in downtown Des Moines in the last few years. Boy, if the start is any indication, they can hit. Uh, the pitching's starting to come around. It's a pretty good team, Randy Wayhofer. Yeah, this should be a really good AAA team. I think we've got a really good mix of guys who are up and coming and have that, that prospect label. Uh, but have been here. You know, when you take Brennan Davis and Matt Mervis and Christopher Morrell, you know, they've all had a taste here. So this isn't their first look at the level. And so we, we know that they can be good here. And then you add back in David Bodie and Velasquez while he was here, who's yeah. now back up already. Hitting grand slams. <laughs> yeah. You know, then we got, uh, you know, some older guys like Talkman, who had a home run yesterday, who's had big league time. And uh, yeah, this team's going to hit. Uh, you know, and then the bullpen, there's a million and a half guys out there right now. Right. Where everybody gets stretched out and then some of the early season stuff, but there's some guys with big league time there too. Um, yeah. So you, you, I think the early season, better weather has made it even more pronounced um, with some of the offense that we've, we've seen. Um, so, uh, you know, if, if there's any sort of rhythm you can get into as a pitching staff, uh, with a big bullpen and, and undefined roles, 
uh, you know, I, I like the chances to be really competitive when people can watch this club. I think one of the surprises for many people was Chris Morrell starting here <sighs> in AAA after what we saw and what he did with the big league club a year ago. We've seen some guys that have not handled it very well. Ian Happ, I remember him being down here, but he did the work, kept to himself, and obviously now he's got a big contract extension coming his way. What was the conversation about Morrell setting him down here? Is it just strictly about at-bats, keeping him as sharp as possible before they potentially need him? Yeah, I think when you go out and you sign Cody Bellinger, Dansby Swanson, right. and Trey Mancini, yeah. um, you, there, you have no flexibility there. Yeah. Uh, you know, the Cub fans were frustrated uh, that it looked like there was a longer rebuild in place and, and nobody wanted that. And so to the Chicago Cubs credit, they went and invested in players to make them a better major league team immediately. Um, and some of the collateral of that for a guy like Morrell is he wasn't going to be a starting player. This is, I think, where he, because he doesn't own a position, you know, sometimes that flexibility is is your greatest asset, but then when you bring in guys who are established, uh, forget forgot to even mention Hosmer the first time around. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's you don't have the ability to move them around and start them five times a week because you have guys that own certain positions. So the way for him to get better and to get at bats was to be here. Um, and 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 you know, I I don't see him acting in any sort of way that's that's alarming i haven't got a hug yet you know he hugged everybody <laughs> up in chicago you, yeah. know, so, yeah. you know maybe it's a little bit different that it's not there but he's always got a smile on his face he's a terrific teammate he was disappointed but he understood to whatever level you can uh and his time will come um and, and a lot of these guys uh, have to have that opinion so uh, i i think the the big thing now is come july 31st are you trading Bellinger, Mancini, and Hosmer for more young guys, or are you trading young guys who are blocked to try to make a run in the playoffs because you're having a great season? And that that will be what the next few months will determine for the Cubs, and it should be interesting and fun either way. Yeah, I think it's going to be the latter because with a three-game lead in the division at the end of July, I think you're adding. Uh, we'll see if that plays <laughs> out like that. <laughs> right? I, I yeah, think, they're, they're, you know, that has to be the hope. They're fun to watch. They, the, the big club has been fun to watch. So tell us about Seiya Suzuki, uh, who uh, was uh, with the team. when he, I believe he caught up with him uh, in St. Paul, then was here for a couple of days, wasn't here yesterday, but apparently uh, reading uh, Birchie's piece, uh, had his best game his last game in a Cubs uniform does uh did he do you think accomplish what he wanted to do in his rehab yeah I think it was to play a full game for a night game and a day game back to back and wake up yesterday morning and feel good from the oblique strain you know I think it was less about you know did he have three hits or no hits or you know uh, he's they've got too much invested there and he's too established in Japan and what they brought him over to do to worry about is his timing perfect, this, that, or the other thing? It was, are you healthy? Can I play nine innings? Can I play 18 innings in 24 hours, essentially, from Tuesday evening's game into Wednesday afternoon's game? And when I wake up Thursday morning and I visit with the trainers, am I strong? Am I comfortable? Um, to go back to the big leagues. And, and uh, you know, that was their best-case scenario. He could have woke up yesterday morning and been really sore or felt something, and that would have extended it. By all accounts, he, he seems to feel good, so it, it's time to get him back in the lineup because that's that's what you what you have him for. Another change of minor, minor league baseball this year. It is the Robo Umps, the ABS as it's called, automatic balls and strike system. 
What have you seen? What I don't have you think known? it's there yet. Not there yet? It's installed, but it hasn't started. Okay. Uh, there were the way, uh, Our stadium, Principal Park, is wired and ready to go. Uh, winter was even worse in other places that delayed some of the camera installations and the calibrations and things, and, and they decided they wanted everybody to go at the same time, not have a few ballparks running and a few not. So uh, I think the anticipation is it may start uh, maybe sometime that homestand when Louisville's here at the end of the month, uh, uh, you know, we'll we'll get official word when it's all said and done. That was their aim. They have not set a firm date yet, but it's coming very soon. But it has not started yet. So, is there a special room you can sneak into and actually <laughs> see how it works, knowing that it's installed? Um, uh, it's not a secret room. We had to reconfigure the press box uh, to uh, make room for the folks and have direct communication with, you know, that are overseeing it and then are going to troubleshoot in case of, of technical difficulties. I don't think there's really much to see, uh, okay. you know, and, and, and understand yet. The, the cameras, when they do the challenge system on the weekends, there will be a graphic that goes up on the video board, um, you know, during when it's automatic balls and strikes Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. You know, it's just the cameras have a some sort of Siri voice. I don't know what the voice sounds like in the ear of the umpire. This <laughs> right. is ball or strike, and they signal signal accordingly. It'd be cool if it was like James Earl Jones or Morgan Freeman or something. <laughs> right. and the umpires, yeah, that'd be pretty fun. But, yeah, not uh, Siri. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so it hasn't started yet. Uh, talking with people from the Pacific Coast League that ran it last year, um, you don't notice it once it gets going. You know, the umpire's in the same spot doing the same things. They're still calling out safe. They're still managing lineups and substitutions and signaling the official score. Uh, they're still appealing on, on check swings uh, and uh, to the base umpires. Um, so uh, Sam likes to say they've got 100 jobs to do, and now they have 99. The automatic balls and strikes start. So, uh, you know, you may notice it during the challenge system because we'll have the opportunity to, to see the graphic. And, you know, they, they say it's 10 to 12 seconds. The umpire taps his head. Board shows what the camera's got, uh, whatever it says goes, and then we start the pitch clock and, and keep moving. So by all accounts, uh, the system works okay. Uh, I think the, the real testing is defining the strike zone to make sure there aren't you know, opportunities to nick the edge of the bubble and, and, and somehow trick the system on any consistent basis and, and make it a zone that everybody feels comfortable with. How much tweaking do you anticipate there's going to be? I mean, that's been my biggest concern, that big slider that cuts just a piece of the plate and it ends up all the way in the other batter's box for a right-hander. That's not a strike, but to the letter of the law, it is. The the big sinker ball pitcher, you know, that clips the bottom of the zone, the ball ends up in the dirt, and it's a called strike. How much has that already gone into it, and how much tweaking do you anticipate in front? Yeah, I think... Um... I think that's the worry, you know, uh, of it, and and that's why they're doing all of these tests at at these levels. Uh, it's been running in the Arizona Fall League for a couple of years there too, because you don't want the video game cheat code, right, for uh, a guy like Craig Maddox to be able to hit the same spot that's unhittable, but somehow being called, right. um, and somehow manipulate the system, uh, you know. So, but they have the ability to to recalibrate all the time, you know, within those cameras and and redefine and. You know, there is a chance that the plate won't be the sole decider of the strike zone if it's a full ABS system. You know, that uh, they've, they've talked openly and players have talked openly about, you know, the difference between the effectiveness of high and low as opposed to a little bit off and uh, off the plate outside or inside and your ability to cover that as a hitter 
if you know it's going to be called consistently, is different. You know, if the the strike zone isn't truly a rectangle, uh, the way we see it depicted on television or even drawn two-dimensionally on paper in, a, in an old rule book. Um, it's a little bit more oval-shaped, and, and that's, I think, what they're tinkering with. Uh, get you out of here on this, Randy. The weekend uh, tonight, 708, 308 on Saturday, and then a 108 on Sunday. And certainly a lot going on. Fireworks tonight. You had to cancel them, I want to say, last uh, the first Friday, the homestand, due to the winds. Hopefully that'll uh, you know, be, be, be a go tonight. What's Jackie Robinson Day that's tomorrow? And, of course, uh, Sunday is Bike to the Ballpark. What's Jackie Robinson Day? Uh, well, it's a cross baseball. So to, tomorrow is the day that everybody in Major League Baseball wears number 42, uh, and all of our players. We've got a set of 42 jerseys that our guys will be in. Awesome. Um, and uh, we'll have some video board information, tributes, and storytelling around Jackie Robinson. And then we'll uh, present uh, Matt Mervis will have a presentation for being the minor league player of the year for the Cubs last year, which they've named after Buck O'Neill, which uh, is is a more local version of Jackie Robinson yep, well done. The being an ambassador to, and a trailblazer. So we did that last year with, with Brendan Davis. So that will be the, the big celebrations uh, tomorrow. And then we've got the local college basketball players coming tonight and, and Sunday, a couple of conference players of the year in Tucker DeVries and Ashley Jones, and people can meet them too. Great stuff. Uh, and uh, the Caitlin Clark bobblehead, is that game sold out? It's, I want to say, early June. The bobblehead package is sold out, but there are tickets available for the game. So gotcha. you can still buy a ticket to try to come meet her. Uh, certainly, we won't have time to do everybody. She'd be here for a week, probably, the way <laughs> right. things have gone. But yeah. the bobblehead package is sold out, but there are tickets available for the game to see her and, and have a chance to try to get an autograph. And that's the 3rd of June, first Saturday Correct. in June. Saturday, June 3rd, yep. Good stuff, Randy Wayhofer. Appreciate it. Uh, best of luck this weekend. Uh, fun team to watch. Thanks, Randy. Thanks, guys. Yeah, good to talk to you. Randy Wayhofer from the Iowa Cubs. We catch up on the AAA squad downtown Des Moines. We'll take a timeout. Brent Bloom will join us next. Going to get inside NIL with Brent Bloom. Uh, but prior to that, though, it's time for another $1,000 home run. Head to KXNO.com. And once you get there, you'll see the pop-up box. And inside the pop-up box, type the word WIN. WIN at KXNO.com. Your chance to win with WIN. $1,000 WIN at KXNO.com. Another uh, opportunity coming up in the 12 o'clock hour. Miller & Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 to 23rd. Now back to Miller & Condon on 106.3 KXNO. Here's Ken and Trent. All right, Miller and Condon, welcome back to Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Excited to talk to our next guest, Brent Bloom, uh, from the We Will Collective uh, at Iowa State. Uh, and he joins us. Brent, good to talk to you again. Bloomy, uh, Trent and Ken, how are you? Good, guys. How are you guys? Good to be on with you here on this Friday. And a beautiful Friday it is. Buckle yeah. up for the weekend, though. Um, anyways, enough about the weather. You tweeted a piece this morning, um, NIL-related. I think it was Arkansas. Um, yep. Politicians are getting involved. That's why I didn't click on the link, because I just avoid those at all costs. <laughs> uh, but what did, I guess kind of give us the, the lay of the land. Where are we headed with NIL? What did that piece in Arkansas uh, perhaps allude to that maybe down down the road, we're all going to be, or all of the states are going to have to live up to. Yeah, you know what's interesting? It's actually, you know, at first, uh, the state legislation kind of was the, the genesis of all this. Now, some of the states are realizing that their parameters are actually too difficult for their schools, and they want to make it as, as easy as possible. And so get this, guys. 
There are several schools that are all in the SEC <laughs> that are essentially writing state laws that are saying that um, the NCAA's enforcement does not apply to their state. So what these what these states are doing now, and in this case Arkansas, is the University of Arkansas Athletic Department and their fundraising arm, which is like Razorback Fund or whatever, would simply be able to uh, do NIL deals with their players. So mm-hmm. that would mean an almost endless supply of funds that have already been raised by the university. Right now, as it stands in most places and, and for the NCAA, uh, collectives have to be entirely separate of any financials related to the university. But this law would essentially uh, prevent the NCAA from enforcing any rules that involves a school in Arkansas. And you're seeing Alabama, Mississippi, Georgia, all with similar legislation in the works. So this is the next wave where they're basically in a staring contest with the NCAA of, like, you won't enforce this because this is our state law, and it just so happens that the SEC school is figuring it out first. Is this ultimately the direction that it's going to end up, though, in your opinion? I mean, that we're eventually maybe a decade down the line that this is what it's going to be, and the collectives, the NILs, they are going to be a part of each athletic department. Yeah, I don't think it's going to take 10 years, Trent. Okay. I mean, I think this is it's gonna this is happening fast because what the NCAA is going to figure out is, you know, they don't have any power over a state. And so either they're going to have to get federal legislation here in the next 18 months, or you're going to see every single state follow suit. Because if you're Florida or Missouri or Tennessee, you're going to want the same legislation. And pretty soon the NCAA is going to be simply powerless to enforce their rules because they do not have onus over the, the state law. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think ultimately within the next five years, you're just going to see an NIL division within athletic departments and within university fundraising arms. And it's just going to be a part of the part of the process. And collectives, while they may still exist with some of the same people, I think they're going to be under the purview of actual athletic departments at that point. Hmm. Brent, you alluded to something uh, when um, I signed with Heather last week that uh, really got my attention stuck with me. And it has to do with, you know, um, Smaller conferences, Conference USA, MAC, whatever, mm-hmm. wherever it is, is some of the Power Five schools are actually um, plucking some of the players off those rosters to make them part of their walk-on program, knowing that you know you're gonna if you stay at Western Kentucky, you'll get this, but if you walk yep. on to Alabama, you're gonna get five times X. Uh, you may not play, but if you're if we need you, uh, it's good to have that farm system. That that's that's not the, what this was intended to do. Yet here we are. Yeah, and there's there's no rules right now, and it's exactly what's happening. And so those Sun Belt schools, you know, they're just they're just taking kids off their roster, and they're not even promising them a scholarship but they can pay above and beyond what a scholarship and room and board would be so it's because there is no regulation and there are no rules they're just all this stuff is happening not only from collectives which gets the publicity but um you're getting it from now states are participating and politicians that want the best for their schools so until there's a federal legislation and i don't think the NCAA is really going to be able to do anything about it and it's just kind of a race to who could figure out the loophole fastest and that's a loophole that's happening right now, uh, mainly in the southeast. But there's honestly, guys, there's nothing stopping Iowa State and Iowa from doing the same thing. I mean, they could talk to a kid at UNI and just say, hey, you know, we can't offer you a scholarship, uh, but instead of enrolling at UNI, why don't you walk on here and we'll pay you X. Huh. And it's a way to kind of do what Nebraska did back in the 90s of developing that walk-on program um, and just get additional bodies that go beyond the scholarship limitation. 
It's a great idea if you're building a football program and can do it in that direction. Hey, as you've gone through this endeavor now and jumping into this arm, what has been maybe the biggest surprise, the thing that has proved to be more difficult for you? And and what's been something you thought was going to be a big challenge that hasn't been running this collective? You know, I think the the biggest surprise, I guess, is just how quickly it's ramped up in the last Mm -hmm. month. Um, I mean, you're seeing specifically in men's basketball, even from three weeks ago, the market's doubled. And so, you I mean, it's, it, the amount of money in men's basketball in particular is, is really extraordinary because, uh, you, again, you guys, you got 13 basketball players as opposed to 85 football players. And so, you know, the Big East schools, the Marquettes and the Creightons and the Xaviers, they don't have to pay football players, so they've got extra money to spend. Um, so that, that just the, the, the sheer volume of how much that has increased on the men's basketball side is, is really surprised me. But the, on the on the good side is uh, how how much uh, a little bit can actually help some of these guys. I mean, that's been the most positive thing is how thrilled some of these student athletes of, of deals we've signed with them, and we're talking, you know, a thousand bucks here, two thousand bucks there, really can help them. And simple things like fixing a guy's car, or you know, taking you know money out so they can go to dinner, uh, stuff stuff they could not do in the past, and and they're thrilled to help out even for you know a couple hundred dollars here or there. That's been that's been the best part of most of these guys aren't using it to buy Lamborghinis and things like that. <laughs> right. Uh, other than the SEC schools apparently. <laughs> right. really there. But they're, they're, that's, that's the thing. Like, guys, it's the it's the SEC and the Big Ten, honestly, and then it's the rest of the world. Yeah. I mean, they have so many advantages yep. um, just sheer from money that if this doesn't get regulated, those two are going to break away one way or another, even mm-hmm. if it's not official. Uh, Brent, is there um, – is... Is there a, um, a, a seminar, a symposium? Do all the Brent Blooms from all of these schools get together and put their heads together and try and figure out the best pathway? Have you guys got yeah. to that point yet? Yeah, so there is some like consortiums and some, some Zoom calls with all of us. The problem is it's kind of a dog-eat-dog world and nobody wants to share their secrets. Ah, so sure. Who's getting what and what advantage do you have that I don't? And it's all very cloak and dagger of. Well, I will share this, but I'm only going to share so much. So mm-hmm. that's the problem right now. I mean, basically what NIL is in college sports, it's, it's Major League Baseball uh, without the transparency or draft. <laughs> and so nobody has to share with anybody what anybody's getting, and it just becomes this whole situation of, as, as the NCAA president said, everybody lies. And I think that's the case where nobody really knows exactly what's going on, so it creates this sense of uncertainty and then, um, there's a competitive balance as well of, you know, collectives don't want to tell other collectives how much mm-hmm. they have because it's a recruiting tool. Yeah, good point. Brent, in the uh, in the time you've been there, have you found that, um, you know, there's some demographics, uh, scholarships enough, I remember back in my, you know, that type <laughs> of thing. Have you seen that soften when, you know, that, that demographic, and they're usually my age, apologize on behalf of all of them, um, <laughs> that... Um, have we have they softened up because everybody's doing business like that, and that may have been your stance six months ago. But if you know what, if you want to keep up with the Joneses, uh, you you have to play at this level. Have you seen it soften at all, uh, opinion wise? Absolutely, and that's that's actually been pretty cool to watch. Is you've seen some of the you know some of the folks that say I'll never be before this are starting to understand. Well, well, wait a second, this is actually this can be okay, and it's not the boogeyman, and there's some good that can come out of it. Plus. We need to do this if we want to be competitive. And I think a big part of that is now uh, school administrators and coaches are allowed to advocate on behalf of the collective. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for example, we've had, 
you know, Jamie Pollard sends some messages out, or we've had Matt Campbell and TJ Altsberger do some fundraisers for us. And I think when when fans realize that the coaches and administrators are involved and for it, then they think, okay, well, maybe this isn't the worst thing, and there's something we can do. So, yeah, we've seen a tremendous growth, and what I would say the old guard that finally realized, well, I guess uh, I guess we could participate if it really helps Iowa State, and ultimately it does because fans have never had a more direct impact on the makeup of their rosters than right now. Speaking of makeup of the roster, the portal opens for football starting tomorrow. What does that mean for Brent Bloom? Fill us in on some details how this works and yeah. and what you can tell us as opposed to a coaching staff. Hey, I work at Cyclone Fanatic. I know who's coming on a visit. How does this all play out? Yeah, and it's really, I mean, it's a school-by-school basis. So, the you know, the one limitation for coaches and administrators is they cannot talk any uh, financials as far as deal-making with a current or prospective student-athlete. So that all has to come from our end. But what they can do is they can share with, either their current or prospective student-athletes, what opportunities are available. Um, so, for example, we're hoping, and um, we'll announce it at some point, hopefully this summer, where we're going to give a base compensation to every single football, men's, and women's basketball player at Iowa State. So um, they can share with those folks that, hey, if they're thinking about you know changing direction or whatever, that this is coming and we will have this amount of opportunity available to all of our players. So really for me right now, it's a big information session of, um, I'm allowed to meet with some of those guys if they want to and figure out some of those things. But, but we're hopeful that their experience at Iowa State is good enough that we can just be part of the conversation. And at least on the football side, um, I feel pretty confident that there won't be any big surprises on the Iowa State end. Good stuff. Uh, Brent, uh, give you a minute or two to uh, publicize the big event, the Leadership Summit, coming up in, uh, uh, on May the 11th at Prairie Trail. Tell us about what's going on and are yeah. tickets still available? Yeah, thanks, Ken. I appreciate you asking. Yep. So we actually, this is part of the the cool thing we can do now is because we can partner with Iowa State coaches and administrators. We're going to do a leadership summit specializing for professionals and businesses, and we're selling tables and individual tickets, tables for your company. Get you eight seats for twenty five hundred dollars total, and you'll have forty five minute presentations on culture and vision and leadership from Matt Campbell. T.J. Altsberger and Bill Fenley, and then lunch will be provided and some networking time as well. So hopefully a way to give back, and that'll be at Toast in Ankeny uh, from 11 to 2 on May 11th, and tickets and information is available at wewillcollective.com. And again, it's not a coincidence that uh, we're trying to raise some resources right now with all the craziness going on, so every single bit helps, and hopefully you get uh, a company or, or you yourself would be able to to find some value and some takeaways from that. Fascinating times, Brent Bloom. Thanks for doing this, Brent. Appreciate it. I'm sure we'll talk down yeah. the road. Thank you. Yeah. Holler anytime, guys. Take care. Yep. Good to talk to you, Brent Bloom, uh, from the We Will Collective. Again, that event coming up to, on uh, Thursday, May the 11th at Toast and Ankeny. We'll come back, finish up our number one, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Des Moines. First hour of the program, busy hour two. Mike Palm from Circa will join us to kick off the hour. Tom Kakert on the Hawkeyes. 1225, four of you will get a chance to win some barbecue from our friends at Claxons. 
in Altoona, 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona, online, klaxonbbq.com. Uh, NBA gets back in the swing of things here tonight with the final two uh, playing games. Loser goes home. Chicago has to win. T-Wolves have to win. Of the two, air quote, I guess we call them regional teams. We do their football teams after all. We do. <laughs> so they fit into that category. Bulls Miami, Thunder Wolves. What do the regionals do? Uh, Bulls beat Miami? Yeah. I think Miami gets it. Favorite five and a half. Yeah, I, I definitely am not going to lay it with them, mm-hmm. but... Jimmy Butler going to be bad again. He's got playoffs, revenge, all mm-hmm. those things. He's a punk, mm-hmm. as Sean Roberts will tell you. But <laughs> He's standing right behind you, by the is, way. Yes. Yeah. I just don't see him playing poorly in this game. I don't either. Oklahoma City. Now the public and is... And it's also five and a half. Timberwolves have been bet up. All over Oklahoma City. Are they? 80% of the tickets, 79% of the money right now on the Thunder. I told you right away yeah. when the line came out yesterday, I jumped aboard, but... That spread yeah, it's is moved up to way. five and a half. That's tricky. Fishy. So it tells you the sharps, right? Yes, are certainly on the Timberwolves yep. in this game. How did they bounce back? That's just it. They were. I wanted, I was going to say home free. Uh, they obviously got tagged right at the wire. They're not going to shoot threes as well as they did. And, and but Edwards got to have. I mean, he can't play this bad. Two can he? Is he hurt? I think he's hurt. Well, he's still better than he was. I mean, he was yes. terrible. He was bad. Yeah. You expect more out of him, and then mm-hmm. you got the whole Gobert situation. And if, mm. will he play today? Well, he's battling injury. Uh huh. It's funny. Before he punched somebody, he, he wasn't was fine. Yeah. Uh huh. Why I, didn't Luca play? Is he back on the roster? He's got to be, right? He's he was there, but he wasn't dressed. Uh. And you'd think if there was ever a game he was going to dress, yeah, with I'm not Gobert saying he's going to play thirty minutes. No, but, no. But, you know, take some of Cat's minutes or whatever. You need some help there. Uh-huh. What a weird offseason this is no. going to be for... Trent's the worst trade I can ever recall. Herschel was bad. This one's worse. And three of these four teams, Chicago, Miami, and Minnesota, kind of did some different things in the offseason. All that certainly didn't work the way that they anticipated mm-hmm. it did. Three big offseasons. Spolster going to be a part of the Heat next? Boy, he's been there a long time. He better be. He's, he's still a great coach. Yeah, yeah, he's been there a long time. But they might be retooling again. This might mm. be the swan song for Jimmy Butler in Miami. Off to Vegas with Mike Palm from Circus Sports. You know, I like to bet futures. Mm-hmm. Boy, oh boy, Palm. He teach a class in doing that. Oh, he really? will next. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.